Hi everyone, welcome to our March 2023 podcast. Today we're going to have a B, a Dr. Stumacher, speak about targeted temperature management. Take it away. Why, thank you for that lovely introduction, <laughs> Laura Burke. And welcome, boys and girls, to today's lesson in targeted temperature management, also known as TTM. Also, it's sometimes known as therapeutic hypothermia, but we moved away from calling it therapeutic hypothermia because sometimes we don't want the patient to be cold, we just want them to be normothermic or euthermic, just as long as they don't get hot. So, in a nutshell, if someone survives cardiac arrest, the literature shows that if you reduce their temperature for post-VFib or post-pulseless VTAC, i.e. shockable rhythms, there's an improvement in neurologic outcome in these patients, the ones that didn't wake up. So let me start over again. Somebody has a cardiac arrest. If they wake up pretty good after the cardiac arrest, you don't need to do anything. If after the cardiac arrest, their brain is not waking up and you've given them enough time to see whether or not they're not waking up, if they had V-fib or pulseless V-tac and they survived, then you should consider giving targeted temperature management or TTM. The um, research shows that it will probably help them neurologically or may help them neurologically. However, non-shockable rhythms like asystole and PEA the literature, although it does not support the doing of TTM, you can do it, so it's much weaker evidence. There is really no evidence that it helps you, but people kind of do it anyway. Then the next question is, should you do it for people who are witnessed versus unwitnessed? And if you look at the literature, it's supposed to be from witnessed events, but it doesn't mean you can't do it from a non-witnessed event. If somebody was in the room, walked out, and 10 seconds later walked back in and started doing it, that's kind of like a witnessed event and it also depends on the age and the comorbidities of the patient. So you're not obligated to do it for everyone. So that's who it's indicated in. How you're supposed to go about doing it. So um, the targeted temperature management used to be between 32 to 36 degrees Celsius, which is very cold. We recognize that once you hit 33 or below, you get lots of really bad side effects. I'll come back to them a little bit later on. So there's recent uh, literature, research, that looked at 33 degrees versus 35 to 36 degrees, and there was really no difference in neurologic outcome, but definitely much worse in your side effects. So there is very little reason to get all the way down to 33 degrees. As a matter of fact, there are some people who have only minor neurologic injuries, so they didn't really fully wake up, but they're not fully perfect, where they just looked at 36 to 37.4, which would be normal, versus 33, and they found that they did better with the 36 to 37. So bottom line is, we should be targeting 35 to 36 degrees in our patients. There's no reason to go deeper. And if we wanted to just keep them normothermic, that's okay too. All right, good. How long are you supposed to keep it? Any time between 24 and 48 hours, not less and not more. But that gives you a very broad window. Okay, what else should you do? There are other medications that you're supposed to give to make sure that they're completely sedated. One of the side effects is that they shiver. If they shiver a lot, they can then go into rhabdo from muscle breakdown and go into acute renal failure. 
So we have protocols of things to prevent them from shivering. So in addition to propofol and fentanyl, you might be able to use Presidex, Buspar, or believe it or not, Demerol is also well known. And if you can't get through all those things, then you're using actually paralytics. Okay. Last thing is other side effects are hyperglycemia because of insulin resistance. So you might need to go on an insulin drip. Your potassium may drop down really low or it may actually go up because you're having rhabdo and your uh, platelets may drop and you may bleed like crazy. If you have any of these major problems and you can't control them, those are indications to come out of TTM early. So you're not stuck there. You try to deal with the side effects and if you can't, make the side effects better, you just come out of TTM. I hope you've all learned something and remembered something and enjoyed this talk. Bye-bye now. That was great, thanks. <laughs>